All roads lead to power. And on this show, we're going to break that idea down a little bit. What is power? Who has it? How do you get it? We'll deconstruct everything from motivation and mental health to anti-racism and addiction. Ultimately, the goal is to give you the tools and strategies that you need to live your most powerful life, being a force for good in the world and impacting the people around you in a positive way. Powerful is brought to you by me, your host, Jeff Coulard. I help people change and build incredible teams. Welcome to the show. What is needed is a realization that power without love is reckless and abusive and that love without power is sentimental and anemic. Because the so-called real world of men and money and power comes merrily along on the fuel of fear and anger and frustration and craving and the worship of self. The really important kind of freedom involves attention and awareness and discipline. If people don't learn power, people don't wake up. If they don't wake up, they get left out. Do you ever notice how sometimes when you're in those spaces in between life moments, you know, the long drives late at night or sitting in an airport kind of waiting for your flight to take off or lying in bed early one morning when you just happen to wake up before the rest of the house and you get up and you pour yourself a cup of tea and you look out onto the, onto the yard and, and see the sunrise. Those moments where you're allowed the space to pause, to hit the pause button and to truly reflect on where things are at, where you're at, where life is at. Um, that's the most important conversation, and that's going to be the topic of today's podcast. And it lines up with my birthday. So happy birthday to me, another trip around the sun successfully completed. Um, and I want to talk today about that conversation, the conversation about who we are um, as individuals, because there's certainly a lot of pressure out there in society to be a certain way, to be a certain thing, to define success in certain ways. And sometimes we don't critically examine that. And then we wake up a few years later, um, unfulfilled, finding that our life doesn't have the same kind of meaning that we want. And I really believe that that is at the root of anxiety, addiction, depression, that you know, certainly it's a biological phenomenon, there's no denying it, um, but it's also a spiritual phenomenon and it's a dislocation from what's most meaningful of who we are as people. And so today I want to dig into that. I want to talk about identity. I want to talk about who you are, who I am, and how we can figure that out and how we can center that in our day-to-day in our practice as parents, as husbands and wives and partners, as employees and leaders, you know, to make sure that the things that are most important to us, the things that we're going to be most proud of, the things that when we're near the end of our life, whenever that happens to be, we can look back and say, you know what, I I would do it all over again and I would do it exactly that way. I don't have any regrets about the choices that I made, the priorities that I set and the, the actions that I took. But before we get into that, I want to give a shout out because part of this podcast is to use a platform, use this connection with you to talk about things that are meaningful to me. And I don't sell advertising space. You're not going to, I'm not going to try and sell you anything on this podcast on behalf of a sponsor. Um, But I am going to use this space to give a shout out to important organizations or people that are doing really meaningful work. And so one of them that I wanted to talk about today uh, is a local nonprofit called The Doorway. They've been around since 1986, and their entire model is quite interesting because they take the approach that street kids, street-engaged youth ages 17 to 24, um, 
actually have quite a bit of power and control, and if given the opportunity to take ownership over their future, um, will actually do that. And so their model is built on incentivizing young people to come in and set goals. That's it. You know, they pay them 15 bucks a shot, come in once a week if they want for two years to set goals in different life areas. So that might be an employment goal, might be an education goal, might be an addiction, a mental health goal, or a relationship goal. Um, but they come in, they take about an hour, they walk through a goal setting process, they get 15 bucks in cash, and a good luck and see you next week. And they've got a phenomenal retention rate, and they've got a phenomenal success rate. And part of the work that I'm doing with them right now is to uh, standardize a little bit of their outcome and evaluation systems to make sure that we can tell the story of the change that they've been making over the past 30 years. But I am super impressed with the work that they do. And because they're so small and so lean, your donation goes a very long way to impacting um street entrenched youth in this in the city of calgary so if you're inclined to check them out www.thedoorway.ca a few months ago i was taking one of the dogs for a walk uh, we have two but you can't walk them together because one's a puppy and one's really old so i had the old guy out and we were out for a walk and as it happens you're walking along on the sidewalk and i noticed a piece of litter tim horton's cup sitting kind of out of reach you know kind of on the grassy boulevard between the sidewalk and the street and initially i just walked past it and then i stopped myself and i thought am i the type of person that walks past litter would i have walked past this garbage on the street if my eight-year-old son was walking along with me and the answer of course was no i would have stopped and picked it up because the example that i want to set for my children and for other people in my life is that we can impact the world for the positive we can leave a place better than we found it and so i'd gotten about 30 feet past and so i turned around walked back picked up some litter and then of course as it happens i started to notice litter everywhere and so we spent the rest of the walk picking up largely tim horton's rubbish there might be a separate email after this podcast to that corporation to talk about their litter management and the sense of responsibility maybe they could take for a lot of the garbage on the side of our Canadian highways. That's another story. Um, but it really rang true for me about the power of identity-based goals. And when we're disconnected or dislocated from who we are and what's most important to us, how easy it is to fall into patterns, fall into habits, fall into behaviors that at the end of the day, we're maybe not so proud of that. Maybe we take the easy way out. Maybe going back to last week's episode, you know, maybe that's a numbing behavior that we engage in. Um, and those things tend to go away, the more we're able to really reflect on what our core values are, the things that are most important to us. So we're going to spend some time today talking about our values, or at least I'm going to be talking about my values. And I'm going to invite you into a consideration, a reflection on what's most important to you, what you would say your top values are. And so here's the thing about values that I've noticed in my own life is that they change and they shift around and they're very contextual. And you know, what I really valued and what was important to me back when I was 18 or 20 in college um, or even in my mid-20s before I had a family, those things are very different than they are now. You know, I was way more narcissistic. I was able to, you know, skip class to go rock climbing. I was able to take jobs and not think about the impact that it had on other people. And that's not the case anymore. The things that I found value in, in before I had a family are different than the things I find value in now. And so my value set has shifted. 
you know, there's probably some fundamental pieces that have remained the same, you know, some values around having a work ethic and having making a positive contribution into the world. Those things are, are important to me for sure and have been for a long time. And they might even be more pronounced now. Um, the the purpose driver, you know, why I have this podcast, why we're having this very conversation is because the difference that I want to make in the world, the impact that I want to have is is front and center for me. It's really important. And so purpose is my highest value. When I when I look at my values and I triage them, which I recommend you do, I recommend um, that you actually set some priorities and you look through your values and say, okay, what's my highest order value? If I had to sacrifice other things for this thing, what would that thing be? And for me, for lots of reasons, uh, it's purpose. It's having a positive impact in the world followed very, very closely by family. You know, it's probably a photo finish second place um, family, but when I actually reflect on it and actually look at my behavior and the time and energy that I spend, I spend a lot of my time and energy thinking about uh, the, the community that I want to be a part of, thinking about the systems that are affecting our kids, uh, whether those are addiction and mental health systems, whether those are education systems, whether those are leadership systems in our corporations and our organizations. You know, I spend an awful lot of time and energy there thinking about how can I have a positive impact in those places. And so to try and pretend and think that something else is more important than that would just be kind of a bit of self-deception. And it would be just to make myself feel better about some of these things that aren't as important to me. Um, but again, they're contextual. And so in the summertime, when my wife is off, she's a teacher, uh, the family value jumps to the front of the front of the list. And we spend a lot of time camping and hiking and, and not working hard. And so Again, values are contextual, they shift around, but if I had to pick my top value right now, it would be purpose. And to get a little bit more nuanced, because purpose, that's a pretty big basket or a pretty big bucket of values. When I when I say purpose for myself, it's really to help people change, you know, to help them suffer less, to get unstuck in whatever area of life they find themselves stuck in. And I also want to build incredible teams of people because I think that life is a team sport. And so that's my purpose right now. And I do work and I can, I, I say no to work that doesn't line up with that. And so it's been a really useful exercise to define that value with a bit more detail and make it a bit more concrete so that I can start to use it as a filter to make sure that the work that I'm engaged in lines up with that purpose driver or the volunteering that I'm doing or any, any other behavior or action. Like I said earlier, my second most important value and pretty much a close photo finish second is my family. And what I mean by family is the, the value of being present and engaged with my kids and my wife. And having that value centered in my day-to-day -day practice really helps me to check myself and check in and make sure that I am actually being present and engaged with my family and being intentional about taking vacations and being intentional at 4.30 or 5 o'clock of turning the phone off and setting it down. Um, behaviors that are congruent with that value because one of the deeper underlying sources of tension in our lives is a disconnection between our behavior and the thing that we care about, right? So we have a value and we want to behave in a certain way, but we find ourselves doing something else. And oftentimes it's just something that's out of our awareness. We don't realize that we are, you know, engaging in some sort of numbing behavior or some sort of avoidant behavior because we don't want to look at something in our life. And so the first step for having this really important conversation 
is to spend some time thinking about what are the things I care most about. And not just at a really high level, but to dig beneath the surface a little bit to contemplate, you know, this value of purpose or this value of fitness or wellness or, or family. What actually is that? And what are the behaviors that support that value? And how can I get more congruent with that? That's the seeds of this conversation. If you don't know what's most important to you, you can't really have this conversation um, about who you are and how you're showing up in the world. So there's going to be three steps to discovering your values and living them out. And the first step is awareness, is cultivating a sense of awareness around what's most important to you. And lots of different ways to do this. I think that, you know, a pen and a piece of paper sitting down at your kitchen table with a cup of tea or a coffee or something a little stiffer um, and actually just writing down top of mind what's most important to you just that question what's most important to me and just start writing and just write for 10 minutes you know don't let the pen come off the paper write at the speed of thought no editing no bad answers um, just write they can be incomplete sentences they can be one words they can be a quote that's always stuck with you um, Try and get on the page the things that you care most about in the world and, and a little bit of why that thing is important to you. So have that conversation with yourself and a piece of paper. Once you've done that, the question becomes alignment. So the first step is awareness. The second step is alignment. And it's an honest look at your time and your energy and your money because that's what we spend. We spend those things on the things that we care about. And so going back to myself and my top three values, my third value is a value around health and wellness and fitness. And over the summer of 2019, I noticed that I wasn't actually spending any money, any time, any energy on my own health and wellness. And so I shifted that after sitting down and realizing that I'm not where I want to be. Uh, what, what action steps do I need to take? And that's step number three, but we can only do that if we spend a little bit of time in alignment, otherwise we race off and we start taking action that doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't isn't aligned. And so alignment is the process of looking really honestly at our own behaviors, right? Which is just energy in motion. You know, I, I do certain things or I don't do other things. And asking ourselves, is that congruent or incongruent with this value? And if it's incongruent, how do, what do I need to do to take action, right? What action steps are going to bring me back into alignment, right? If it is congruent, then great, awesome, like keep moving with it, right? And so for me, that was a shift in, I realized I wasn't spending any time um, working out and, and getting some cardio exercise. And so I looked at my calendar and I just wasn't able, I wasn't willing to carve it out during kind of the nine to five period, because there's lots of parenting that happens in there. And there's lots of work that happens in there, which as you know, are the top two values. And so it makes sense that I wasn't prioritizing health and wellness. But it turns out when I was looking at my calendar that the hours between 6am and 7am every day have nothing in them, um, except me sometimes sleeping, sometimes waking up and pouring myself a coffee. Um, and so I made a decision that that was going to be the time that I was going to spend on my own fitness and my own health and wellness. And so, you know, it's been a couple of months and I've been hitting the gym or the pool every morning, Monday to Friday, uh, right around six o'clock. And it's made a world of difference and it's reconnected me to that value of health and wellness. And that's had trickle effects 
into other areas. You know, you're more productive and you're more present and engaged when you're feeling better uh, at a physical, physiological level. And so that's made a, made a big difference. Um, but I didn't, wasn't able to connect the dots until I actually backed up and sat down and said, you know, is this congruent or incongruent? And that realization that we're acting incongruently or we're not spending the time, energy, and money on the things that are important to us, you know, we, we have to have that conversation with ourselves. And otherwise, we wake up a couple of years, like I said, down the road, and we've fallen into habits and we've fallen into patterns that aren't congruent, aren't aligned with the deeper underlying needs and values that we have, and that creates suffering. That creates a, a whole host of issues for us. Okay, the last step in this conversation is the action step. And so once we've developed a sense of awareness around what the value is and what that value looks like in practice, and we've reflected on whether our current behavior or current investment of time, energy, and money is congruent or incongruent, then we need to land on an action step. And this is where most of us kind of fall apart a little bit. And this is where the classic New Year's resolutions fall fall apart because actions should be very small. They should be very concrete. They should be very time-bound, but they should also be very meaningful. And they should also leverage the things that we're good at or things that we enjoy doing. And so for me, if we go back to the fit, some fitness goals, you know, I actually really enjoy swimming and I really enjoy running. I don't really enjoy um, fitness classes. I don't really enjoy, um, you know, big heavy weight sessions, even though I, I know I should probably do them. Um, so I found myself, you know, if I'm getting myself up at 6am and I'm hitting the pool, it's a heck of a lot easier than trying to make a spin class or something else. And so at that level, like not just saying I want to be healthier or I want to lose some weight. And those are very abstract goals when it comes down to, you know, really concrete, what am I going to do today? It's Tuesday morning. What am I doing? Right. And so the more specific and concrete, but also strengths oriented or strengths based, or at least something that you enjoy, making sure that our goals are rooted or embedded um, with meaning, right? With something that's meaningful for us is going to make it a heck of a lot easier to sustain and turn into more of a habit. Okay. So awareness, alignment, action, that's the most important conversation. And this isn't a conversation that we only have once. This is a conversation that we should be having, if not on a daily basis, then a very frequent basis, whether it's weekly or monthly, right? Find some way to build in some reflection time into your life, to hit the pause button, to make sure that what you're doing in any of these major life areas, right? These values-based places in our life, that they're actually congruent, Right, because we don't. I don't want you to wake up a few months or a few years down the road and have a regret that you let your fitness slip or you allowed yourself to become disconnected from your kids or your partner, right? Or that you weren't pursuing the most meaningful work that you could. Okay, that's it for today's episode. Another short one. Again, let me know what you think of these types of episodes. Shorter, just me talking, no guests. You can hit me up on Twitter at Jeff Coulard, J-E-F-F. C-O-U-I-L-L-A-R-D. And of course, check out jeffcoulard.com. And if you could take a minute or two right now and go find this podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, whether that's iTunes or Spotify or something else, and drop us a rating or a review and subscribe to the show and share this episode or any of the episodes that have resonated with you with your networks via Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, those types of places, that would be amazing. Uh, that helps us reach a wider audience and have a bigger impact in the world, which is what we are all about over here. So thank you so much. 
Happy birthday to me, and I look forward to talking with you again next week. 